0: I Missed It, the show where we watch and talk about a show that one of us wanted to watch again and the other one missed entirely, and this time is a little different. We interrupt your normally scheduled Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Buffyverse, Angel rewatch for something slightly related, but entirely different. I'm Ryan, and I haven't seen this yet.
1: I'm Brittany, and I also have not seen this yet.
0: What are we going to watch? We're
1: going to watch Scoob.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're going to watch Scoob. Scooby-Doo and Buffy the Vampire Slayer have more in common than they have any right to. Correct. Largely Sarah Michelle Gellar.
1: Yeah. I guess. She's not in Scoob. No, she's
0: not in Scoob. That is important to point out. She is not in Scoob. But she obviously played Daphne in the live-action films. Uh, But then they're called the Scooby Gang. Right. So it kind of lines up. Yeah. I don't know much about this i know that it's animated and i know it's um about like young scooby and shaggy and then it time jumps yeah and that's pretty much all i know
1: yeah i don't know anything about it
0: well here's the imdb description scooby and the gang face their most challenging mystery ever a plot to unleash the ghost dog cerberus upon the world great maybe this is gonna line up as another Buffy episode (laughs) As they race to stop this dog apocalypse, mm-hmm. that's what the description says, I did not make that up, the gang discovers that Scooby has an epic destiny greater than anyone imagined. Great. Scooby-Doo is the f- hero of his own story in Scoob, the first full-length theatrical animated Scooby-Doo adventure, which reveals how he and his best friend Shaggy became two of the world's most beloved crime busters. The story takes us back to where it all began when a young Scooby and Shaggy first meet and team up with Velma, Daphne, and Fred to launch Mystery Incorporated. Um, I'm kind of excited for this.
1: I'm excited. I wanted to watch it before. Yeah,
0: we'll see what happens. Before we start, do we want to go through the voices of all of these people? Because it's not the same voices it's always been. It's yeah, different. Sure. Shaggy is voiced by Will Forte. Hmm. Blue Falcon, who's probably the bad guy, is Mark Wahlberg. Dick Dastardly is Jason Isaacs. He was Lucius Malfoy in the Harry Potter movies. Oh, okay. Um, Velma is voiced by Gina Rodriguez.
1: Good, as it should be.
0: Fred is voiced by...
1: It's Zach Efron. Zach
0: Efron. Got her Zac poster out. Uh, Daphne is voiced by Amanda Seyfried. Dino Mutt is voiced by Ken Jeong. Perfect. Captain Caveman is voiced by Tracy Morgan. Scooby-Doo slash the Pterodactyl is voiced by Frank Welker, who is important and noteworthy because he's done a lot of voice acting over his career, but he has been Fred Jones since the 80s, I believe. He's been doing this a really, really long time. He has 850 acting credits on IMDb.
1: And at least half of them are Scooby-Doo. Probably.
0: <laughs> probably. Because it'll account like, computer games and video yeah. games and... Uh, it'll count uh, TV and film and TV movies. Uh, Ian Armitage is young Shaggy, who is young Sheldon. Oh, okay. Kearney Clemens plays Dee Dee Skies, whoever that is. Um, she was in Neighbors 2.
1: With Zephyr?
0: With Zephron, yeah. And apparently she's on BoJack Horseman. And she was in, and she was um, Joanne in Rent Live. Okay. For our, uh, That's fine. For Aura, uh,
1: you got your Zephron. You got your Vanessa Hudgens. You get them both. Yeah, can't get them together anymore. Nope. <laughs> them separate.
0: Nope. Simon Cowell voices Simon Cowell
1: because he won't play anybody else.
0: Yeah, he's enough of a character himself. Uh, Harry Perry plays Harry Perry. Henry Winkler's in this. He as Keith. Nice. Ira Glass voices Ira Glass.
1: I'm just disappointed that. Shaggy is not played or voiced by Matthew Lillard.
0: Friend of the network, Matthew Lillard. (laughs) Always. Friend of the network, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard, if you ever hear this, we would love to have you join us for an episode or on any of our be our friend or or on any of our uh, D and D and TTRPG shows. We'd just love to have you on. But yeah, so that's pretty much this episode is going to be. We're going to watch it and we're going to talk about Scoob. You know, maybe we're going to save you all some time and tell you it sucks. I really hope it doesn't suck. Me too. Uh, if nothing else, it will be nostalgic. Or maybe it won't be because the voices are wrong. I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out how deep that well runs.
1: Yeah. We've been watching Zach Efron's...
0: His Down to Earth series. series? I bet Series? Whatever that is. Documentary? Docu-series?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We've been watching that, so... We're getting lots of Zephron in.
0: All right. So, uh, we're going to go watch Scoob. are back well that was a movie.
1: We watched
0: it. Yeah. We watched Scoob. Um that was not a film. That was a movie. No. Uh, boy. Okay. So I have one large takeaway mm-hmm. from this movie, and it is just that I want to watch the live action one. Yeah. That is what this movie brought up in me. Um before we go any farther, we should say spoilers if you care. We're not treating this movie with sanctity. If you keep listening, you will learn everything about this movie. Right. So pause if you care and go watch Scoob. We got it from a red box.
1: You can get it on Amazon. You'd have to buy it, but you can sure. get it on yeah. Amazon.
0: All right. So um that's a five for me.
1: Yeah, I was going to say like a six.
0: Yeah, that was not great. It had most of the parts of a movie, I think. There was a story. Mostly it was Scooby-Doo cartoons and trying very hard to trade on nostalgia.
1: Yeah, it was about friendship. Like, It was a cute kid movie.
0: Yeah. For starters, it's called Scoob. This movie is about Shaggy. Yeah. This movie is 100% about Shaggy. Yeah. And how uh, insecure as a person Shaggy is. Yeah. So I don't think we really have any bits or segments. There is no angel sighting. <laughs> David Boreanaz does not make a cameo. There are other cameos, but not David Boreanaz.
1: Correct. What is this rated on IMDb? Uh,
0: they give it a 5.7. Okay. For reference, the live-action Scooby-Doo. Better or worse? What do you think?
1: I would say better, but not by a lot. Oh,
0: no, it's worse. Really? Yeah, no, this is a 5.1 for Scooby-Doo, the first one, apparently.
1: I'm coming off like a week ago watching the Scooby-Doo episode of Supernatural.
0: So you have uh, had better Scooby-Doo more recently.
1: I would say very different.
0: Very different Scooby-Doo. Well, it was Supernatural, so it was... uh,
1: Completely different Fred.
0: Yeah, this was a strange Fred. Also, I'm not sure if these characters... Okay, there's a lot of things that are confusing about this movie. Yeah. I don't know how old they are. I'm gonna guess, like, 20? It also feels like Fred, Daphne, and Velma are older than Shaggy.
1: But I always feel that way. Just because
0: think, Shaggy is immature.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, I think they were supposed to be on the younger side of what the Scooby gang usually is.
0: Sure. But they,
1: not by a lot.
0: They make a point of they are uh, trying to go from just solving crimes for funsies out of the back of the mystery Inc. Mm -hmm. to turning it into a business. So they're talking about growing up in adulthood and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And taking them seriously. Uh, I'm going to guess they're like 20. Mm -hmm. Can't be any older than that. There's a 10-year time jump and young Shaggy could not have been more than 10.
1: Yeah. But like podcasts were a thing when he was...
0: Yeah, yeah, that's also a weird thing because there's a 10-year time jump but the the kid version of all of them, they had smartphones.
1: Yeah, did I miss podcasts. that it said ten years?
0: They talked about it at one oh, okay. point. Uh, or no, they didn't talk about it. Shaggy said, "We've been best friends for ten years," to oh, or okay, something okay. like that. So okay, they okay. they referenced it that how long the time jump was. Got it. <laughs> Okay, but there's so many things about mm-hmm. this. There's so many things about this. Um
1: Are you going talk about the voices first?
0: That's a good place to start. What did you think of the voices?
1: Um, Scooby's voice was really good throughout the whole thing.
0: Scooby's voice was very good because Scoob's voice was by the guy who knows what he's doing. Yeah. We talked about him a little bit earlier. Frank Welker. Mm-hmm. Has done a zillion and a half things, is the short version of this. Frank Welker is the original voice of Fred in Scooby-Doo from 1969.
1: Gotcha. That's what I thought.
0: I believe he's the only surviving original five voice actor. Don Messick. Scooby was has passed. Casey Chasm. Shaggy has passed. Looks like... Uh, Casey Kasem? Yes.
1: Okay. He was like a... Ra- he used to do the top whatever on... Like the radio weekend countdown thingy. Yep. That's why I was like, hold on. Yeah,
0: I know. He's the original Shaggy. He also did some Looney Tunes. Yeah, Casey Kasem. a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Nicole yeah. Jaffe... Um. Looks like she's still alive. Um, she's just been voicing Velma for forever.
1: Uh, Is she white? Yes. I mean, I guess it's the 60s. She has to be white.
0: And then the original Daphne, Stefaniana Christopherson. Mm-hmm. Um, is also still around, it looks like. Sorry, I'm down an IMDb rabbit hole, and I just found out that there's a TV show, an animated TV show called Captain Caveman. It must be part of the hanna Barbera expanded cinematic or animated universe, I guess. So Frank Welker was the original Fred, and they made a point of having him play Scooby for this.
1: Yeah. And the voice is very good.
0: And the voice is very good. It, the voice is the best.
1: Hmm.
0: Um. I thought for most of the time that I I couldn't get over the fact that the voices were wrong. I couldn't get past
1: it. Really, I didn't. Um, I didn't really care. I like, Fred sounded like Zac Efron. And I could absolutely see. Zac Efron, maybe not now, but maybe like. Six seven years ago, playing Fred.
0: Yeah, but then he's too big. Seen him and seen him physically. Yeah, like
1: like now he's too big to play Fred. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's too muscular and too physically fit sure, yeah. to play Fred. But like six seven years ago, like pre Neighbors. Zac Efron could have easily played Fred.
0: Yeah, much closer to his high school musical days. Yeah. Yeah. I... I don't know. I just... I watched so much Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. as a small child. And not even a small child. Growing up. Yeah. I watched so much Scooby-Doo because growing up in, at, and spending a lot of afternoons and evenings at the pizza shop, we had a movie gallery. Not a blockbuster, but a movie gallery that was right next door and uh, until it ended up closing. But... Um, so it was right there. All the, And we could go there and they you could get a free kids movie. Or a free kids mm-hmm. thing every day. Yeah. So we would, you know, me and my siblings would go over and we could get things from the kids section. So we got a lot of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. So I watched a lot of Scooby-Doo. And it's just those voices are so installed in my my childhood memories. Yeah. That I, I hear all these other voices performing these characters. And it just sounds different and wrong. Right,
1: right. Yeah, like, Fred didn't bother me. Daphne didn't bother me. The only thing that bothered me about Velma is the fact that they made a point of casting Gina Rodriguez, and they had her sound as white as possible, and I didn't like that. Like, why cast Gina Rodriguez then? What's the point?
0: I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why you would... If you're gonna if you're not gonna change Velma's ethnicity, which I don't know how you She looked do darker. That. If, you're, uh, if you're gonna cast
1: Like if you're gonna a, cast you're a gonna, Latina actress
0: whose voice is recognizable enough that you can picture her. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? And it's interesting too, because they also cast her, Gina Rodriguez, as Carmen Sandiego. Yeah and yeah and i don't want to latina. say and i don't want to say they made carmen san diego brown or latina
1: cuz she technically should have been cuz that's what her name's her like. well,
0: her name's carmen so you can assume but like it it, it was never really established i think in carmen san diego lore man we are deep down this rabbit yeah. hole um welcome to i missed it anyway cuz i don't want to say they changed it to fit Tina's voice, but they leaned into it on the show. Yeah, and it's fine, darker. and it works.
1: Yeah, that was... I don't know, that but, was... In the, yeah, <laughs> here,
0: they didn't really no. do that But, like, Velma. they
1: they made Velma darker. Like, she's darker than Daphne and Fred.
0: Yeah, she's... I noticed that. She's...
1: Noticeably, hmm. they made her darker. I wouldn't necessarily say that they made her Latina, but yeah. they made her... Tanner, I Tanner guess.
0: Tanner is a one way of putting it, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. It just seems like if you're gonna go out on this limb and you're gonna change the very recognizable voices for all of these characters, and then you're gonna go ahead and get a recognizable ethnicity to play one of these characters.
1: You wouldn't lean into the accent.
0: Yeah, why wouldn't you lean into it more? If you've at what point <clears throat> I guess this we found the point where they drew the line and they said, No, that's too unrecognizable. Yeah, We're not, just, We can't trade on the nostalgia enough if we change her skin tone completely.
1: Yeah, that's what bothered me, is that I was waiting for... Like, I kept listening for the more recognizable... And not that... I shouldn't even say that, because when... The only time that Gina Rodriguez has a distinct accent in Jane the Virgin is when... She's talking very quickly,
0: when she's talking quickly, or when, when she was jumping back and forth between English and Spanish, yeah,
1: when she's talking to her grandmother, she um
0: falls into the accent yes. but that's that's how people work
1: yes, exactly, like she's an incredible actress, <laughs> like Dina Rodriguez is phenomenal, so she sounded like Jane when she's around Michael. And that's not what I was looking for.
0: For those of you that have not followed us all the way down this rabbit hole, uh, Jane the Virgin was on the CW. It recently ended.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Brittany Terribly. watched it. Brittany watched it and liked most of the show, but not the ending. Apparently.
1: And the rewatch, if you rewatch Jane the Virgin, it doesn't make sense. The ending, it makes zero sense. Okay. It's dumb. Great. It makes me mad.
0: Wonderful. Um, so yeah, the voices, the voices kept throwing me off and throwing me off and throwing me off. Yeah. But. Because they said that they had to change the voices for a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. But no, at least try to get close. It's better. It's fine. It's already recognizable. Just lean into it. Right. Um, we haven't... Like, uh, honestly, the uh, the, Daphne, the Daphne voice eventually was similar enough that it was fine. Uh, the whole time that That's it was Fred, I was just watching Zach Efron. Yeah. It was just Headmaster Zephron. And his great love for his mystery machine. Yeah.
1: And I think that might just be because we've been watching his
0: his docuseries series on Netflix.
1: And, like, we're fans, so we know what his voice sounds That's like.
0: possible, yeah.
1: Like, I think if I was a bigger fan of Amanda Seyfried, I would be... Would have been able to recognize her voice sure. more and care sure. more.
0: <laughs> Doobie dooby doo Where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. Come on, Scooby-Doo, I see you. Pretending you got a sliver. You're not fooling me, cause I can see. The way you shake and shiver, you know we got a mystery. I
1: I wrote down with the Shaggy boys because we haven't talked about that yet. Yes, let's talk um, about how Matthew
0: <laughs> Lillard isn't in this movie yeah. and he absolutely should be.
1: He should have been. But I wrote down that Will Forte, like it, he tried very hard, and I wasn't. As upset with his voice as I thought I was going to. I remember watching the preview and being pissed. Yes. For lack of a better word. Because it didn't sound like Shaggy and that was upsetting. So Mm -hmm. I was nervous to watch the whole movie because I thought I was just going to be mad the whole time. And be able to just pick it out and whatever. But I was able to fall into it and not care.
0: Yes. At some point I forgot that it was Will Forte. Mm -hmm. It still didn't sound right, but yes. well, I I was able to get over it. Yeah. The young okay. shaggy voice oh, no. <laughs> was horrendous. Yeah. It like,
1: was a kid that was young Sheldon. It's a right? kid who
0: plays young Sheldon. And I'm sure he did exactly what they told him to do. Yeah. But there was nothing recognizably shaggy about no. it. No. Which I'm sure they made that choice. Yeah. I don't know why they made that choice. Right. But they did because the Scooby voice wasn't different. Maybe it was a little higher pitched because he's a puppy. Yeah. But it wasn't different.
1: Correct.
0: So it felt very wrong and off. My favorite voice in this um, was not Tracy Morgan, who plays Captain (laughs) Caveman. For some reason, that happens. I don't know enough about Captain Caveman and Hanna-Barbera lore and everything to talk about this. I'm I didn't sure.
1: even know that that was a thing. That's
0: all. I didn't either. It is now, apparently. Okay. I don't know. I'm sure people will tell us. I'm sure... Hey, Joel, I would love to know more about Captain Caveman and the world of Hanna-Barbera.
1: Oh, I'm sure that Cameron can tell us, too.
0: Great. But my favorite voice was, in fact, Blue Falcon, played by Mark Wahlberg, voiced <laughs> by Mark Wahlberg. Great. Um, Brian. Brian. Okay, okay, Blue Falcon was pretty funny. Um, But because Mark Wahlberg didn't sound quite like Mark Wahlberg.
1: No, I didn't recognize him at all.
0: It sounded like he was doing a Deadpool impression. And I kept (laughs) waiting for Blue Falcon to swear. I kept waiting for it because Mark Wahlberg did this thing where he made his voice go up. Like Ryan Reynolds did for Deadpool. And he kept going up and up and asking questions. And it worked, kind of. But it was just enough in pitch like Deadpool that I kept waiting for Blue Falcon to turn into Deadpool. For, like, the mascot to get ripped off. And the PG movie to become very R very quickly. Yeah. That did not happen.
1: No, I... I remember you saying that Mark Wahlberg was a voice of someone, but I didn't... I guess I forgot who you said. Mm -hmm. So, like, I was uh, like, oh, is he Blue Falcon? No, because I'm used to Mark Wahlberg having a Boston accent every time he's in anything.
0: (laughs) Yes. Go watch Ted if you haven't seen Ted. Ted's funny. Don't watch it with your kids. Also, we'll shout back out to Jason Isaacs as (laughs) Dick Dastardly... Did a bang-up job. Mm-hmm. Did a great job. Fully appreciated that. Um, Ken Jeong uh, was Dino-Mutt.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, didn't Perfect. recognize no. it
0: at all. So, good work there.
1: Who is the girl? Which girl? I don't remember what her name was. The pilot? Yeah.
0: Dee, Dee, Dee Skies. That was um, Kirsten Clemens, who was... Um, Joanne in Rent. Oh, okay. Rent Live, I should say.
1: Right. Yes, yes, yes. She was the one that worked with.
0: Yes. And uh, Ke- uh, Keith, who couldn't uh, release the balloons on time, yeah, was Henry Winkler. Of <laughs> course. So there's your Barry <laughs> shout out for the day, apparently. Uh, Ira Glass did record something special for this, for the two lines he had, so that was fun.
1: Simon Cowell showed up
0: twice. Simon Cowell showed up twice as himself. Um, they did a fake reveal where Simon Cowell was not the bad guy, but was the bad guy. Yeah. Um, Hey, Scooby! Scooby, scooby Doo, looking for you. All right, so we both took notes like we usually do. I think the best way to just kind of finish this off is to run through whatever notes that we've got. What have you got?
1: Um... I said that Scooby looked naked without his collar.
0: Yeah, that's a weird sentiment that I also felt. Yeah, it was strange.
1: Yeah, but then like that became important throughout the movie too.
0: Right. So it was a plot point.
1: Yep. Yeah. When they met, the other three members of the Scooby Gang was on Halloween and they were all dressed up.
0: That was a good moment.
1: And. Fred was a knight in shining armor. Literally.
0: The sun shone on him. Yep. And they were, it was night, and they were trick-or-treating, and he leans over to help Shaggy up, and he's literally a knight in shining armor. Yeah. He has a halo of sunlight on him. Yeah. It was a little much, but I was here for it.
1: It was perfect.
0: And then Daphne's Wonder Woman. Yeah. Which seems right. And then we got Velma and several very good Ruth Bader Ginsburg jokes, because that is who Velma was dressed as, and Shaggy did not know who that was. It was great. It was great. Um, He asked if she was uh, Harry Potter, because of the glasses, I think. Um, And the robe. And the robe and everything. Um, (laughs) Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and Shaggy says, oh, is that a Hufflepuff? And she goes, no, she's a Supreme Court justice. To which Shaggy said, Oh, so she's a Slytherin. Yeah. I enjoyed that logic train quite a bit. Yes. There are some good jokes and some good goofs in the movie. hmm It doesn't make up for the rest of the movie <laughs> or the lack of plot. Or the fact that it's just a bad movie. But there are some moments that did make me laugh.
1: Mhm. I have a lot of lines written down.
0: Yeah. Do you have anything else about them as their young versions? Mm-mm. Young Shaggy. Uh, picnics with metal silverware. Because he pulls that out of his bag at one point. Uh, he also had Scooby Snacks with him. So apparently right. they're not dog food in this I mean, universe. they are. Yeah, but he just had them in his bag. Yeah, So I but... guess Shaggy just ate dog food?
1: I mean, that's what... Shaggy does eat dog food.
0: Like, he always talked about how he likes
1: Scooby snacks. There was also. Well, I guess she was a monster, but, like, Isla Fisher's character in the live action Scooby Doo said that she likes Scooby snacks. Oh, that's true. And our daughter tries to eat the the dog dog food. (laughs) Yeah,
0: well, you know, she's also seven months old. (laughs) Um. It bugged me that Shaggy didn't question that Scooby can talk. Nobody questioned that Scooby could talk. So does that mean it's natural for all dogs to talk?
1: Do they question it in other Scooby-Doo?
0: I have vague knowledge of... Like, some people saying, like, Oh, your dog can talk, or Oh, what does your dog think, or whatever. And it's... It, I, I vaguely remember, like... Shaggy translating okay which meant that Shaggy and Scooby spoke a separate language or they were telepathic or they were something who knows that's a whole other thing but the fact that everyone can just understand Scooby and nobody questions it is a whole thing but if that was the case why did the cop that was chasing young Scooby not try to talk to him
1: right I don't know no idea
0: um, they did uh, do the cutesy thing of naming him very quickly, just based on what he saw. So he saw the Scooby Snacks, he named him Scooby. The well, police first, saw- he first he said snacks. He first he said snacks, and Scooby didn't like that. Yeah. Um, but he said Scooby, and the officer says middle name Dooby, last name Do. Well, if the dog has a middle name, he can't be charged with a crime
1: by yeah, law. By <laughs> law,
0: yeah. Okay, California, that's strange, but whatever. I did note that they very neatly sidestepped the Doobie part of his name mm-hmm. because they didn't want to make a bunch of weed jokes Yeah, because this was a PG movie.
1: But that's
0: Because shaggy. you know that's what Shaggy's all about. He was even eating sandwiches. Yeah. Which is a How I Met Your Mother reference for those of you following along at home. There are a lot of strange jokes in the beginning. Before yeah. the time jump, like Shaggy's listening to Iverglass. Yeah. The po- um and then and it's a the whole thing. Um, but All also the, stuff. the uh, bullies that stole their candy do rant about Halloween as only being a holiday because Big Corn Syrup wants you to spend your money. Oh yeah. So that was a joke.
1: Yeah. I didn't write it down, but every time. Scooby or it's not Scooby every time Shaggy was turned on a radio station or whatever it had something about being lonely or one the number one
0: it wasn't the first one of Backstreet Boys yeah
1: show me the meaning of being lonely
0: yeah and that was just on his iPad or his iPhone or his
1: I think it was like Sirius XM I think whatever it, was it was 90s it on just, 9
0: she, he shuffled she it doing. and it yeah. happened well there you go yeah
1: and then the podcast talked about it too being lonely.
0: Yeah. They were really, really hitting you over the head with that. Yep. So the young, yeah, the young kid part is about 20 minutes at the beginning. It's not good, but it's entertaining, mm-hmm. if nothing else. And then as the young kids, they solve a crime, and that's what makes them all friends and gets them all started. Yes. I'll say it again. Simon Cowell's in this.
1: Yeah. He wants to invest in them.
0: Yeah. Which seems like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, Simon says that he won't because of Shaggy and Scooby, and that's a whole thing. And then it kind of spirals from there. There are are vague semblances of an attempt at plot, and it's not great. Mm -hmm. But Simon Cowell does show up. The animated form of Simon Cowell is, in fact, scarier than the actual (laughs) form of Simon Cowell. Yeah. They didn't do a great job.
1: I mean, it looked like him.
0: It looked like him. Like, you knew who it was, but it felt more like... Family guy drawing Simon Cowell to make fun of Simon Cowell than them going, yeah, we're going to have him in this movie and we're going to animate him.
1: I imagine, though, they showed him what everything looked like, otherwise, he wouldn't have agreed.
0: Maybe. I mean, I,
1: mean, I imagine that's. Well, you who have Simon to record Cowell the is.
0: lines before you can make the animation.
1: Or, but maybe they drew him, like, yeah. as animated, like, created. Him as animated and then...
0: Yeah, he must have thought it was funny. Yeah. Sometimes that's all it takes. Yep. What else you got?
1: Um, Scooby can bowl and he wears three shoes while bowling.
0: Yes, because he needs one foot free to bowl the ball. Correct. But he does need three shoes. But
1: he needs three shoes.
0: Yes. There's an entire bowling scene.
1: It was great. He was also, like, good at bowling.
0: Yeah, he is apparently. Apparently, Scooby Doo can bowl. Uh, that was an experience watching Scooby Bowl, and that was when the movie became Terminator. Right. When the bowling pin started coming to life, and we got metal robots that could transform. Turned out that's not what it was, but we didn't get that until much later. Until one of them got turned into a uh, like a dust devil vacuum cleaner and became friends with Daphne.
1: Oh, I put it. That was a, it. Was a whistle robot.
0: Oh, no, it was a dust devil. That's why at the end they called him Dusty.
1: That makes sense. hmm When I first saw it, like it, it, a looked vacuum like a, head. it looked like a whistle. It
0: does. It doesn't blow, though. It sucks.
1: Yes. They're opposite. They have the opposite effect.
0: Um, but that's when it became Terminator. Uh, and then five minutes after that, it became Star Trek. And they beamed him up. Yeah. Straight up into the Blue Falcon ship, whatever that ship was called. That was a whole thing. Blue Falcon makes an entrance.
1: It was great.
0: It was... It, that might have been the best minute of this movie, was, was the attempted entrance of Blue was, Falcon. It
1: was wonderful.
0: I I would watch the Blue Falcon show. Yeah. The other thing I realized beyond wanting to watch the live-action Scooby-Doo movies is that I would watch the movie... I don't care about the Young's Chaggy Scooby story. I don't care. What I would care about is like a couple episodes or a movie maybe dedicated to this is how we got the mystery machine and this is how we tricked it out and put everything in it. Right. And this is the history of the mystery machine. That I would care about, I think.
1: Yeah. I guess something to point out in this one because it's not as prevalent as it usually is in most Scooby-Doo adaptations. It didn't seem to me that Fred and Daphne were a couple.
0: No. Not in the slightest. Um, I kind of like that they didn't really play into that at all.
1: I agree. I like it.
0: Because they didn't need to. I feel like that would have felt like fan service a little bit.
1: Yeah. But like in every adaptation that I think I've ever seen. Yeah, they
0: usually couple them off. Fred with Daphne and Shaggy and Velma, kind of.
1: Yeah.
0: Sometimes, maybe. But they did not do that at mm-hmm. all.
1: They didn't appear to be a no. couple whatsoever.
0: Fred hits on a police officer that pulls yeah. them over that was actually Dick Dastardly in disguise. Yeah. Also, there's a very good series of uh, Dick Dastardly uh, trying to tell Scooby-Doo his name. Yeah. Uh, his name is Dick, and because he's Scooby-Doo, he can't say D's, so yeah. his name is Rick. He Rick was- Rick Rasterly. It was a great joke once. I don't think it's a great joke on a second watch.
1: Probably not. But they did it kind of at the beginning, too, because um, Shaggy tells Scooby his name, and Scooby says, Raggy, and he said, no, Shaggy. And
0: he said, Raggy. Yeah, that happened.
1: So, I think it was establishing an establishing thing if nobody's seen Scooby-Doo before, I guess
0: um it bugged me that velma in future adult velma which is in the future somewhere because time is weird uh velma doesn't have an ipad or a phone or anything to take notes with or even like i would have imagined she'd have an audio recorder or a, just a phone doing an audio memo or something instead she's got her pen and pad writing down notes. I'm like, okay, where are we going with this? Then they get back into the mystery machine and she can do like all of this crazy science stuff in the back of the mystery machine. Cause she just has all of the stuff, but she doesn't have a phone to take notes on. She doesn't have an iPad and a, like an Apple pencil to write down on so that it would instantly connect to her computer so that she'd have her notes there on the computer. Velma feels like, like the original Apple fan girl. ...that eventually figured out that she could just make her own stuff better.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I would rather write notes down than put them on a computer so I get it.
0: Um, To fly the ship, the pilot has to sit on a bike? Yeah. A space bike that is the helm. And the way they move on the bike, forward, backwards, brake, gas, the whole nine yards, it's like they're riding a motorcycle... Yeah. And driving the ship at the same time, which was strange, kind of cool, but strange.
1: I feel like I've seen that in something else before.
0: Probably. There's no way this is that there's no way that Scoob has fresh sci-fi ideas.
1: No, I just feel like I've seen it before and I don't remember where I've seen it
0: before. Um, They made a bunch of Netflix and Tinder jokes, (sighs) which was interesting. Headmaster Zephron made an SPF 30 joke because he cares about his, uh, uh, skin complexion. Uh, they made an F-bombs joke. Yep. And then did an aside to Cameron said, no, let's keep it PG because the blue falcon, the falcon bombs are just called F-bombs. So one yes. of his tools is called an f bomb. Yes. Which was, uh, Sly... And I see what you did there. It was funny. Um, they also called Zephron the poor man's Hemsworth.
1: <laughs> I wrote that down. It said, a poor, poor man's Hemsworth. And then he said, wait, Chris or Liam. <laughs> <laughs> Which is completely accurate. And I would also compare Ephron <sighs> to the Hemsworth. Yeah,
0: he's just the shorter one. <laughs> yeah. Um... Cheeks to seats was a laugh I didn't think I would have.
1: But my cheeks haven't found a seat. <laughs>
0: um and then they did do a double unmasking at the end. They said no one expects the double unmasking and I, I kind of enjoyed that because it's so true because that's not how that works. Yeah. Um but they ripped Dick Dastardly's mask off and it's Simon Cowell! it was him all along and then they ripped Simon's mask off and it was actually Dick Dastardly and it's a double unmasking right um this movie's not great it's kind of funny um
1: Fred put on his ascot we didn't talk about that oh yes
0: um the mystery machine gets destroyed and uh Fred wields the uh uh spare tire hubcap a la Captain America mm-hmm. as a shield and the ascot comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. Uh, and he has it on for a hot second before giant demon Cerberus dog just kicks his teeth in.
1: Mm -hmm. Like you.
0: Yeah. I imagine that this is a movie that is more enjoyable if you are intoxicated or with a large group of friends.
1: Or if you're a child.
0: Or if you're seven years old. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of those movies. So, yeah. That is pretty much it. We hope you enjoyed this uh, tangent away from Buffy for the moment uh, we will be back next week with a new episode uh, watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer so don't worry about that we just hit the mid season of uh, Buffy season 2 so we wanted to drop something else in here you can find us on Twitter at I Missed It Pod and our network at Uh we've got merch up so that's pretty cool um, ghostlightmedia.net for all of that merch. Uh, so, in Tee Public is where our merch is. And if there's not a sale going on, just check back a couple of days later. There usually is, but we don't have any control over that.
1: If you buy something, take a picture and tweet it at us. Yes, Send please. Us. We'd
0: love to see it.
1: Once yeah. I get my sweatshirt, I will take a picture of yeah, it. Yeah,
0: we got a couple I'm of super things. Super excited. We got a couple of things.
1: Leave us a rating, a five star rating review. On Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever,
0: wherever. Wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you very much. And that'll do it for this episode of I Missed It. This has been Scoob. Should have been Shag. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brittany. And don't forget, go watch the original Scooby-Doo TV show. They're on um, Just Netflix. do it. And Netflix. It's a good time.